0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the and Tire Podcast. This episode of the and Tire Podcast is brought to you by my favorite buzzer, the Brio Beardscape. You guys know what's up with this thing. I keep talking about it. Everybody owns a trimmer, that battery-powered or plug-in buzzer that trims your hair, and everyone has had a bad experience with one of these things sooner or later. End it! Kill it dead. Get the Brio Beardscape. This is a portable, battery-powered, rechargeable buzzer. It has a ceramic blade instead of a steel blade, so it lasts longer between lubricants lubrication periods. It doesn't rust. It's got a really nice high horsepower motor that cuts through my thick Syrian beer beard hair, uh, even when I get lazy and I scraggle it out. Uh, and it's got a battery that lasts a really long time. I literally charge my Brio Beardscape once per year like literally once per year and it takes like one overnight to charge so I don't have to do very much at all. I can bring it on the road with me and I know it's not going to die because it has a beautiful battery indicator on it. Uh This thing it's it's great. I talk about it, and, and people DM me. They're like, "Yeah, you really mean that?" And I'm like, "Yes, it rules." It may be time for all of you to upgrade to the Beardscape. Go to Brio4Life.com. That's B-R-I-O. The number four life. And use code SMOKING at checkout to get the best price on the internets for the Beardscape. That's Brio4Life.com. Use code SMOKING at checkout. And let's talk about Race Chip. Race Chip works with your turbocharged and your supercharged cars and you can, you can play with things. They leave things on the table for you when you have these forced induction cars. And with RaceChip, race chip, you can get a healthy increase in power and torque up to 30%. With just plugging and playing, you can also get better fuel economy on the highway. It's easy to plug and play it, just 15 minutes. There are specific manuals and installation videos on YouTube, totally accessible. And all your engine protection mechanisms will remain active because it does not modify the ECU itself. It's easy to remove if you want to uninstall it and after removal the car is in completely stock condition it's tuV approved in Germany which means it is safe it's good TUV is way harsher than uh, than America um, it's been tested with several magazines TV shows and content creators uh, and there's a warranty of up to five years and a 30 day money back guarantee if you're not satisfied with race chip follow them at race chip, chip tuning that's race chip. Chip tuning on Instagram. They say the word chip twice. Race. Chip, chip tuning uh, on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, now, if you want to increase the power of your car in a healthy way, choose Race Chip for quality made in Germany. Go to racechip.us. That's R A C E C H I P.us. Special offer for the month of July. Use code smoking tire, code smoking tire to get 10% off your order. Limited to one race chip per Customer in the month of July, ten percent off your order with code Smoking Tire at RaceChip.us. Hit them up and get. That power, son. All right, on this episode of the Smoking Tire Podcast, we got Ryan Zumelen in studio. He is an automotive journalist. He's written for all the big buff books, and now he's written a book book. Uh, his book, Slow Car Fast, is available for digital download. I bet you can guess what it's about. Uh, it is nonfiction. It is about slow cars fast and the virtue of that. Uh, there's a he has a reading in Long Beach. Uh, if you're interested, July 27th. Uh, uh, 28th the, the 28th from three to six check out ryan's instagram for that and uh we're talking slow cars fast with ryan zoom on the smoking tire podcast what up motherfuckers it's the smoking tire pizzod get in the fucking game people how you doing we're live from the West side and the construction workers outside did uh just left ryan zoom in the house yes, what's sir. happening
1: brother not much man thanks for having me did you see the shit show out there yeah it's nuts did you see what they're fucking building? No, I just I saw it and just immediately went, turned and got away. They're from
0: it. putting something the size of like a dump truck underground. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, it's the perfect thing to accompany a podcast.
1: Uh, dude, building uh, Elon's tunnel, <laughs> right? Oh my
0: god, Hyperloop Station <laughs> One is, that's dude. That would be the um, greatest fucking troll if Elon ended up trolling me by putting a a <laughs> fucking Hyperloop Station.
1: They don't like me at Tesla right now. Man. Yeah, there'll be uh, the drop off from Smoking Tire Studio to Dodger Stadium. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh,
0: follow Ryan on Instagram. He is the author of Slow Car Fast, yes, sir. which is coming out now, and uh, a career automotive journalist and hair model. zoomy five seven five M on Instagram
1: and uh what's happening my brother welcome to the show thanks man i appreciate it thank um, you for coming in yeah a lot is happening um you wrote a book it's a crazy summer i did write a book How about that shit
0: yeah that's crazy it's wild man do you have a, is there cover art yet if i google slow car fast book will
1: i get it yeah this should come up
0: because you sent me the chapters which i read awesome thank you i enjoyed them great uh slow car oh, i probably should look this up before you got here book ryan z let's see what i get that should come up Where's the cover? Can can I have no
1: images? Where are
0: we? Do you see anything familiar? No. hey you motherfucker! Uh, The
1: Instagram. The Instagram.
0: On your Instagram? Yeah. Oh, it's probably right. Oh, here.
1: That's a flyer. That's a flyer for a reading in a couple weeks. You have a reading? Yeah. How does that feel? Uh, to do a reading, dude, it's wild. It's like I just imagined. Hey, it would be really cool if I called my friends who have a brewery and they let me do a reading, and that it worked. And that's I was like, why I was it's like, good to have friends. With I was a like, brewery. this stuff just works. Like if you just ask yeah. for stuff,
0: like yeah, it's why no matter what you do in life, always <laughs> know somebody who has a brewery.
1: Yeah, that's worked out pretty nicely so far.
0: Um, the book, Slow Car Fast, I uh, I take it most of our audience will pretty much understand the gist of what it is. Yeah. Uh, the millennial month, the subtitle is The Millennial Mantra, Changing Car Culture for Good, which says a lot, actually. Yeah. It sort of fights the, uh, the, the premise that millennials and young people don't like cars. Uh, it fights the premise that cars need to be faster to be better. Right. It fights several premises, and that's just in the like two chapters you sent me.
1: Yeah, I think um, these are all things that are that are happening in car culture right now, and I wanted to. I've I just found it so fascinating to see all the ways that shows are changing people's taste in cars, are changing people's taste in the way that they talk about and consume car content is changing, and um, I just was, I'm frankly, surprised that no one had documented it yet.
0: I think it's been documented in bits and pieces,
1: right? I think it's, you know, um,
0: in an ADD culture, it's been documented in a highly ADD fashion. I bet you could find a trail of memes several years, you know, long.
1: Yeah. Um, But in something that you could sit down and and trace a through line totally from here's where it started to here's how it got here now. Yeah. I wanted to see something like that. And I thought, well, if I, maybe I, maybe I could be the one to put it together. Yeah, I
0: mean, uh, I and I think your arguments are very sound. The ones in the in the two chapters I saw, I'd like to see what else there is too. But um, you know, I, if I had to take a swing at it, I'd say it started with the 2009 Nissan GTR. Yeah, you know the and the and the the I know people had talked about Nurburgring times before, but the real, um, not just the Nurburgring time, but the Nurburgring video with the overlaid right. telemetry. Right. You know then it's like cars stopped like riding very you know, the, the suspensions all got really stiff right and uh you know everything became the dual clutch gearboxes faster and then we need all-wheel drive system and blah blah yeah blah. it
1: became mandatory to yeah. to have these things yeah um make sure you had the uh twin scroll super uh, turbochargers and um some kind of all-wheel drive system to carry you out of corners faster right. because that was more important to that was going to capture more attention than a zero to sixty because at that point zero to sixty was i mean well like you said with the gtr is,
0: is, yeah yeah go ahead
1: made me. it almost irrelevant uh, or 80 the grand. gtr
0: did and now electric cars i mean it, uh, yeah. you know i i just put up a video of the the lamborghini huracan evo which uh you know even with a dual clutch gearbox is still mm, ish analog-ish feeling because you know to go in your fastest mode you have to put it in manual it's got a naturally aspirated engine so it's a little more that kind of old school feel but like you know I think it does 2.9 or 2.8 to 0 to 60 without turbos and I gotta come first. no I don't know you know I don't know if it does it in first. I'll tell you what, man. I was. Uh, it's been a long time since I've lo- and I've been in an NA car that that launched as hard as that. I, I, I credit where it's due. Lambo. Th- those fucker. Those fuckers launch hard.
1: No, that's wild.
0: Um, but you know, whenever you talk about a zero to sixty time, someone always comes in with with the the fast electric cars. Mm-hmm. And like. How fucking close to zero can we get? Like there's yeah. only there are only 20 positions left exactly. on this chart between exactly. here and, that w- and, and zero.
1: <laughs> that was part of the idea, too, is like, well, there's not that much more ground to cover here. Yeah, We're going to start looking for other things. And um, it, have
0: you driven it, a car where that is that does zero to 60 so fast that you actually find it unpleasant? <laughs>
1: the i did the model x and ludicrous mode yeah
0: so like a model s or x
1: 100 d yeah. will
0: launch fast enough that i personally find it to be an unpleasant experience
1: yeah i can see that <laughs> like
0: i get physically kind of ill
1: yeah it's more like the the um, the jolt from the back yeah to me
0: if if you if you do it more than a couple times you start and yeah, to get and
1: you like real dizzy we always talk about like your stomach going up on acceleration yeah. but like that it actually it really does like, oh, i've
0: like, gotten that one and i've got that where your eyeballs actually get sucked in the back of your head <laughs> which is like a fun gimmick like once yeah. you know but it's oh, it, it gets how many how often are you know launch your car exactly <laughs> you
1: know? yeah and people don't do this regularly anyway with no. the, with regular fast cars but yeah and jason especially with like a grocery here. getter yeah.
0: yeah jason camisa was here was it yeah. yeah it was camisa he was here and he was like dude he's like nobody who buys a car will ever get anywhere near the magazine zero to 60 time because you can't get that number if you have any consideration for that car as
1: your possession. Right. You have to know how to break the car. Almost. You
0: have to get right to the, where it's almost broken. <laughs> and sometimes it is broken yeah. to, to get that number. Yeah. And no one drives their own car like that. Yeah. He's like, even if you think you're launching your own car hard, you're probably a second off of what the magazines will do because there's a second of giving a fuck about your car. Yeah. And that's what's what's
1: gotten kind of funny about the Nurburgring stuff too is, is that like no one is ever, even if you wanted to do something like that, like it's 1% of the 1% of the 1% of guys who know how to push something like that even through one corner. You
0: ever been out with one of them guys?
1: Who the fucking ringmeister? Not on, not on the ring, but... Bro, like. <laughs> you want to have a day. Oh, my God. This Where are you
0: in? Ron, uh, his name is Ron Simmons, uh-huh. I believe. Ron Simmons. And he's the owner of RSR Nürburg, uh-huh. which is a, a a race car rental place at the Ring. And I was sent to this guy by someone else who's a racing driver. And he must have primed him. And they were... And he was showing off. And we went out in the wet in an M3, and this guy was, like, trying to scare the shit out of me,
1: and he succeeded. Race car M3, like, no, no, no. cage and everything? No, no, street car
0: drift lap wet. Jesus. You know, and then I went out with another guy who had done 15,000 laps, and broke every single rule that they told us to obey (laughs) in the play only pass on the left like oh no this rule does not apply to me (laughs) fucking dive bomb we're in a volvo and this guy's dive bombing like
1: gt3s
0: you know it was one of those i'm sure you've had those experiences where you really find out how much it's driver
1: yeah the the gap between even people who have had a ton of uh instruction like the gap is just insane
0: yeah um, I recommend, by the way, if can just, I'll throw this out there RSR Nurburg. Uh, they, no, no financial consideration. Um, but if you're going to the Nurburg ring, you must hit up RSR Nurburg. And um, they have a fleet of, let's see, wait, uh, blah, 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 car rental. RSR Nurburg car rental. So they have a fleet of dope shit. These are car people. And uh, they have everything from these little hatchbacks. Uh, all the way up, you can go down to McLaren, Ferrari F12, Porsche GTR, you know, all kind of stuff. And they have facilities at Nurburgring and Spa, and you can rent the car and drive it. The drive from Nurburgring to Spa is amazing.
1: I'd almost want to drive something super slow. You do on the ring the first time fully. Then... You want
0: one of these front row Fiesta you, yeah, ST? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, your yeah. car. Yeah, I went there in this. Uh, where's well? It was, this is a right hand drive, but I had the left hand drive, the Renault Megane. RS265, which was um, sort of like a French Focus ST, mm-hmm. and it was fun, and I enjoyed it.
1: The hot hatches they get there are there's so much more variety.
0: They get great. They're really cool. There. They really do. These these Renault Sport shits are dope. And you know what's really cool that no one ever talks about? I don't know if they have it at RSR. Someone else had it. Is the Suzuki Swifts like those were mm-hmm. really fun too? See, so they got BMW M2, Caymans, M3s. They got uh, like race cars, like the RSR editions. They do. They have like uh, cages and stuff like that. They're a little more. Uh, you have to ride on. in those, or you can drive them. No, no, you drive. That's why you drive. I went for a ride for fun because the homie wanted to show off, but I was there to. I rented the <laughs> Renault and I went out and I I did five laps for. I don't remember. It was a couple hundred euro for the car and the laps.
1: Yeah, what I'm saying, the like the race. Oh, if you well.
0: no, if you uh, you they have to um. Well, they cost more, obviously, Mm -hmm. and you have to have some level of certification. Not certification, but I think the first lap an instructor goes with you, and if they think you're not like competent they won't let you continue but like when i went there the first time like my boy who doesn't do a ton of track driving but does have a lot of money went straight for the m3 race car mm-hmm. and it was cool that's right so yeah uh so i i do rec- i'm sorry this is against your book but i do recommend no. going to the nürburgring and renting no, a great. race car
1: no it's great
0: I- and slow car fast like i think cuz you pay by the lap <laughs> you actually get more for your money if Hell you go yeah. really slow. and more time too <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: 100 horsepower on the Nürburgring, you're like fucking caning it. It's yeah, great. And your
1: foot's on the floor the whole time. Yeah. And you put your foot on the floor in one of those other things and you be on the wall real fast. <laughs> you know what I don't recommend is practicing on video games either. I recommend so, just driving what I've you I've heard people see. say that before, you know. but like it seems like it would be... Beneficial to at least know where the track is going to go and have a have a sense of because I can still I I've, I've driven it thousands of times in video games and I can yeah. picture what's coming up but like once you get in is that all out the window and it, if you are the
0: kind of person that can go all right look this is not a video game and I can't even though I know where have it's to around that corner that. there's the physics here aren't really the same yeah. and you need to. Um, And if you can respect that, then yes, it might be a helpful tool. But if you can run a 720 Nürburgring time, you know, and you're like slamming curbs and you, you know, and you're one of those people, you are going to have the biggest crash of your life. Yeah.
1: So for some people, I think the guys who really, really take it seriously and girls, excuse me, but, uh, it actually does help quite a lot. And you're starting to see, um, racers, That are with with real careers that came up on video games. Oh,
0: I'm not dismissing it entirely. I'm strictly talking about not
1: crashing at the
0: Nurburgring. That's all.
1: But it's it's. I just just find it. I just find it super interesting that uh like not only are they okay they've been racing their whole life and they also play video games it's like no they started started
0: with video games yeah, yeah. and
1: that's and that got them the ticket into a race car because their times were so fast yeah. and that's that's turning into big business now too and
0: well it democratizes racing yeah. right if you don't if you you know you can't afford a race car but you can afford an Xbox right that's that's a good way or even
1: in like a, a <clears throat> tiny little simulator like a basic yeah or, or whatever a,
0: a digital yeah, yeah. thing instead of a
1: physical thing but um but also
0: it's it, it democratizes it but also it kind of like shows you that racecraft is totally like a learnable skill because mm-hmm. nobody is born innately good at video games mm-hmm. you know so and and, and i think racecraft you in know a, in, a, in a car is a totally taught thing i mean there's like some people have like that the fucking crazy eye <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> you yeah.
0: know and some people have like the senna thing but like ultimately the physic the physical turning of the wheels and the pedals like that's taught so um if that gets people a ride like that's amazing
1: um have you heard of that simulator bar restaurant in hawthorne i think uh base
0: 51 yeah i have heard of it okay it's, um yeah have okay, you been there to, yet
1: no not to give them a shout out or anything give but... a shout out it's pretty cool it's a the, i mean they don't they're not a sponsor. It's but... a What's the adult video game? <laughs> Was it like Gearworks or something? They're like Dave & Buster's. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Dave & Buster's for uh, racing video games. Yeah, they got these
0: full motion sims, and you can have a race with your friends fully drunk. Yeah. And, and, and that's really what, you know, it's one of those things you wish you could do. They got yeah. food, and you can have parties there. It's pretty. It's pretty gangster. I, I admit I have not been they've invited me several times and I haven't gone yeah
1: I need to get out there too I've been meaning to you want to go we should
0: we should really go yeah we should it. like we should just like get a, like seven people and a keg and <laughs> and we do an endurance race but the checkered flag comes out when the keg is done
1: no endurance race it have to be like many different sprints and like we see who can who can drive the best as you get progressively oh yeah
0: well I always wanted to do that Do you remember that old car and driver thing from back in the day where they had people doing that
1: uh, I saw they did a test.
0: They did one with alcohol and they did one with weed yeah. back in the day. I, the weed one, I'd love to redo <laughs> because I'm telling you, I could get close.
1: But it was on, it was, that was with real cars though, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was printed in Car and Driver Magazine yeah. in like 1980. It was That's like, wild. it was like David E. Davis and those guys. And like, I think it might have been Brock Yates. That's funny. Yeah. It was old school. And they were fucking smoking weed and doing autocross. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. But it's the kind of thing that you would use this for now. Totally. Um, you know what I like that you brought up in uh, in the chapters of the book what what ch- did you give me like chapters one and two is that pretty much what you gave me uh, I think I gave you four okay uh, I'm just just curious where it came in the whole argument but um, you did bring up safari cars which I really like yeah because I'm in that club now yeah and that's like a good slow car fast like the off-road thing I like like that people are realizing like okay cars have definitely like outpaced roads uh, in much the same way that race cars outpace tracks in like the 60s, mm-hmm. but like ooh Like we've got a lot of fucking desert and nobody cares out yeah. there.
1: Yeah, and I think if you put a ton of money into like a a Racing car that you were gonna drive on the street You can get a lot of trouble real fast if you put that same amount of money into something that's gonna go off-road um, the whole world opens up to you and like you said, I think people are starting to to realize a that the capability and performance of cars is is going to get somebody in trouble pretty yeah. soon, pretty quickly. Um, but but B, there's a whole other world out there that um, for a long time off roading has been like, has been like cordoned off to hardcore off roaders. And now, it's not, it's, yeah, it's
0: not. It hasn't been in my experience. Although I've met nice people doing it, it doesn't give off the impression of a real welcoming. It's they're right. very fucking hardcore. Big toy haulers. And they'll all say, "Oh, they're the
1: best guys you've ever met in my life." And anytime I do do a video with
0: mild off roading, like my off roading isn't good enough. Like there's there's like no amount of hardcore you can be. Right. To be, you know what I mean, to get in that club. And
1: and there's some there's there's an amount of smirking at like the overland thing, the growth of that community going on right now. But that whole thing, the whole premise is, you can go off road too. Like you can take yeah. your, uh, your car that's not necessarily the most capable thing in the world, but you can go out and explore And here. We'll show you how to do it. Here's the gear. Here's what you need. And the that uh, aftermarket is absolutely booming right now. The Overland Expo has like, can uh, I just can I just say real quick that you don't need you don't really need yeah, exactly. any car
0: to go up road because we did twelve hundred miles in a Hyundai Accent and a Toyota <laughs> a and it's, and to it's the amazing. Premium, it's amazing what,
1: model T it's amazing what like factory crap buckets can do yeah
0: all you need is to not care if you don't care about if that car be (laughs) yeah yeah but I think even overland is just off-road car camping
1: that's it which is which is awesome that's it and there's there's some mocking of that community but that's like you said that's all it is it's just trying to get out and use your vehicle to enjoy the outdoors and I think Safari is is I don't know if it's a niche of that but it's kind of part of that like uh, look West I guess Yeah, well,
0: so what I liked about the Safari thing is is I really liked learning that a car with good on-road dynamics will have those dynamics mirrored on dirt if you turn it Mm -hmm. into a Safari car properly. Mm -hmm. Like, my car on dirt steers like a GT3 on tarmac. It's like, oh, this is cool. That's crazy. Yeah, and so I think from a vehicle dynamics perspective, like, Driving things on dirt and like move them moving around, sliding, rooster tails, like that kind of stuff is really fun. And like when we did these like all cars go to heaven uh, films, like when we made these movies, like even with these like shitbox cars or whatever, like the just the fire roads and stuff, like. The views that we got from the the the, ex, the 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 whole, like, we're out there. And it didn't require some, like, huge rock crawler to get there. It was right. literally just, like, proactively find what a trail was yeah. and then drive up it. Like, it was really just mostly just regular dirt roads. And so being able to have a sports car... Um, that has the cool style and the dynamics um, on dirt that you that you want from that that kind of vehicle, I think is really really interesting mm-hmm.
1: um, and I think that awareness is starting to to spread a little bit um, there 's two people that I talked to for the book um, that were just super fascinating, and one of them is uh, twin brothers who took a like a 74 alpha GTV.
0: Oh yeah. the It's called, it's called the dropped, dropped
1: alpha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the raddest.
0: They're the guys who jumped to the thing and fucking yeah. trash it at Hoonigan. Yeah. Right? They
1: smashed it up, but it's, it's
0: back to, yeah, back let me get, no. you, let me get a picture. Oh, it is it back together. Yeah. Great. Let me get a picture of it because it is, it is as beautifully safari as, as these things get. Yeah.
1: And I know that it looks very thrown together, but these guys are professional designers and the, like, you know, uh, it's
0: intentionally thrown together. Yeah,
1: looking. Th- yeah. 3D templated everything before it went on, and designed the own rack and all that stuff. But um,
0: what are some of the details on this? Uh, on the, it's an alpha GTV. Yeah. Uh, basically, safaried out. Uh it's got a really neat like yellow and uh and silver paint scheme. Uh there was a great video where they jumped it at Hoonigan a year or so ago and they fucking cracked it in half, basically. You smashed the oil pan, yeah. yeah. It wasn't pretty. So
1: now it's got reinforced skid plates. Nice. First and foremost. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think they they did some other stuff, I can't remember exactly, but the, the main the main point was um well, first of all, it fell off of a tow truck. That was the whole reason. And they like smashed up the rear bumper and so they were like, Well, we don't want to, it would take a lot to race this thing. So let's trash it and take it off road, but do it in a cool way. And so that was kind of the impetus for that. But, um, I talked to people who had done safari Miatas yeah. too. And that's well, becoming it's a
0: shit like the gambler kind of inspired. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I mean, you know, uh, having now been associated myself with LS 400s and Fox bodies and these types of vehicles, like anytime someone safaris, one of these things, I get like 300 pictures. <laughs> so like, There's a lot of LS 400s that people are safariing. I don't know what kit they're
1: using to do it,
0: but apparently they make a pretty good off-road exploration vehicle. I think
1: all the the Toyotas and Lexuses do, really, because you know you're going to get the reliability.
0: The Land Cruiser is probably the best... All around, you know, durable, most durable vehicle on the planet. I had
1: a story go up just today that was on the rise of the um, Lexus GX off-roader. Oh, I love the GX, dude. When they're rigged out, you know what I insane. really
0: love is the ones that Arctic Trucks does out of the Toyota. I haven't seen. Oh Arctic my trucks. god! Hang yeah. on, Arctic Trucks. Uh, what are they called over there? That's a Land Prado. Cruiser Prado. P-O-R-A-D-O. Yeah, it's called a Prado, dude. These fucking things are. Dude, the first person, I'm telling you, the first person that what's going on here that successfully brings arctic trucks to America is going to make so much money. There's Hilux AT30 here are these. It's the Fort, isn't that it? Fortune? No. Yeah, for, yeah. That. Yeah, there you that's go. it, the Land Cruiser. Won't, look at so that, bro. Fenders. Oh my god. Is it like Be 30, still like 37s? Yeah, probably. <laughs> But this is what they drive in Iceland, dude. They're so boss. <laughs> How this hasn't taken off in America yet? These are the coolest looking vehicles in the world. That's wild. One shop, like if RWBs and shit are selling here, why can these guys not send a couple people and some parts to L.A. and do like three is this builds? Iceland, here? you said. Yeah, they're in Iceland.
1: Um, so I was in. You're gonna like this. So I was in Germany last week, and um for something totally unrelated but I found this off-road shop outside of Munich and I was like hey if I come out can I hang out with you guys and drive your trucks and they said sure and so they have the Mercedes x-class pickup that's almost that same style Mm -hmm. giant wheels huge fenders um, and they would like to sell in the US they just don't have an in basically like the truck market what's the company called they're called Delta 4x4
0: Delta 4x4 huh let's see what these guys do is this it? Yeah, in Germany. Here's the
1: English one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So that's the, oh, that's, that's the, the Mercedes. That's true.
0: Yeah. Oh, can't play the YouTube video. Hang on. Wait, company products. Where we go? Part. Where do you think? If we are? you have
1: their Instagram, that's a good one.
0: Okay, hang on. I'll find that. But okay. they
1: um they did they had a chimney too, which I also oh, yeah. have to do. And it was sick.
0: Uh, I just went to uh to Italy in my honeymoon, and uh and there was a bunch of chimneys. I was mm. kind of stoked on them actually. <laughs> you know who really liked them? My wife. My wife loves square cars. Uh-huh. And she was so in Oh, here's the Jimny. And she was so into No, that's a the Jimny. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh shit, it literally looked like a Jimny didn't it? Here's, here's No, no, gym. no,
1: okay, here here. I see, it, I see. it. It's Oh these yeah. Two. Okay, so this one on the right, the old one, it's an 82. I think it was called the LJ80. Yeah, There you go. Yeah, LJ80, LJ80 yeah. Okay, so that um was the founder's car. He's 70 now. His name's Joseph. Super nice guy. Um, but he raced it in Paris to the car. Oh, cool. Um, uh, and finished. They did however many thousand miles in that crazy thing. It's got a four speed. And then they did this, the new Jimny did it up to decals and everything to, to do exactly like it. It's rad. Uh, and we took them both out, like in farmland and tore up a bunch of trails. Oh, and what how super fun is fun. that? It was super fun. And, um, you know, that's still a race car. So <laughs> <It's> still-
0: <laughs> I got in so, it. So- I,
1: I was driving, I was driving the new one for a while and I was like, Hey, is it cool if I, you know, drive the old one? He's like, yeah, sure. It throws me the keys. And I started to go and I was like, Oh shit, I forgot this is a race car. And it was, wow. uh, yeah, it was a blast, man. And then here's their, their new shit. It's yeah. Pretty dope. I like it. I like yeah. things flying through the air. I'll be writing about this cool. for a uh, auto week. In a couple oh, nice. Weeks. Oh, did you get a you get a little gig with them? Uh, yeah, they're doing an episode of the book, also. Oh, cool. Uh, that should be out, if not today, then very soon. Sweet. And then we'll also work on that. <clears throat> cool.
0: Um, the, uh, what is it? Oh, the Safari thing. Blah, 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 blah. Have you seen, um, what's like the most absurd vehicle that you've seen that shouldn't be Safari that it was out there?
1: Uh, I don't know. I have to think about it. I think, I think uh, the Crown Vicks are really funny.
0: They're funny. I saw someone do a Camaro um that I like like an F-body Camaro uh-huh. and it just the look is just so bad. <laughs> it's like The right.
1: streamlined thing. On, it's just, it was terrible. It's like the SOK on Donks.
0: Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> Dude donks are my favorite they're the best i man. love seeing dogs so much we're
1: in this like really great like post irony stage where like we we people were doing things to be funny like uh-huh. they're driving old volvos or whatever to be funny and now it's kind of like oh actually oh, that's actually really cool. like this stuff yeah you know what i it's it's sad to bring it up but um you made a really prescient point about davy johnson um when, when you were like the brown diesel wagon oh, manual yeah. thing, like Davey started that. And I was yeah. like, shit, that's so true. And that was I th- really. I
0: I think he did. Johnny Lieberman disputed it lightly. Okay. But well, he started like, that group. But then ended up like, he he said, like, not exactly, but like, let him have it or something like that. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it really. But it, it was, if not, a, if he wasn't the first, it was definitely spread sure. by him. Because yeah. I was at, I sat, a, like, we're sitting here. It was me and Mike Spinelli forever. And Davey was like, like hovering right here always and it was always about fucking brown diesel wagons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What but about that them? but it, w- it was just like at first it was like a funny thing to want a a brown diesel wagon cuz like <clears throat> for the long long longest time they weren't wantable. Yeah. Um and then we kind of it was like look at this funny look at this funny quirky thing that's like a an oddity and then it was all it started to you started to talk about it more, hear about it more, and, and all of a sudden it was like, No, we actually we actually really want it Yeah, this and
0: thing. now if you want one of those from uh Mercedes or BMW, it's like seventy thousand yeah. dollars. Here, wait. So here's a here's a thread on Reddit that I just googled. Where did it come from?
1: <laughs> <They trace laughs> Where did the brown diesel you go. Come? see just this in book form, I would buy that.
0: Yeah. You could you could make I, I'm gonna defend
1: that it was Davy. I, I was. mean he was he was the guy that put it out there and started to For sure. push it and I was literally sitting there.
0: I was sitting across from Mike Spinelli the entire yeah. fucking time. Um The other thing I like about Safari cars in general is not <clears throat> is because our uh, Uh, I think it's fair to say that our urban infrastructure is fucking crumbling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Roads do not get taken care of the way they should. Um, You know, part of the reason people are going to crossovers as opposed to sedans and stuff is the hatchback loading in. Americans say they don't like hatchbacks, but they do. They just call them crossovers. Yeah. They just want them with all wheel drive.
1: Well, I keep hearing (laughs) we have an aging population too, and it's easier to get in and out. That's,
0: Uh, I mean, that's true. uh, I think that's true for my parents. Parents, for sure. Yeah. Um, but also, I think like a lot of our cities feel like kind of like off roading. Like yeah. when I go visit my parents in Connecticut, like they live in Greenwich, it's like a nice area. The fucking roads are, they bend rims on their SUVs because yeah. the potholes are so bad. Like, so for me, um, having a vintage sports car, which is a small thing, um, uh, you know, no, almost no car. The si- could be sold today. That's the size of my nineteen eighty seven nine eleven. Yeah, they just like even the fucking smart car. I think is bigger than my nineteen eighty seven. Look 9/11. at the size of the
1: two chimneys. Yeah, used. it looked <laughs> like, like a Hummer compared to it.
0: Yeah, and so um, yeah, compared to that old samurai or whatever that yeah. first gen thing was. So like having that kind of ability to take bumps. Combined with the small size to me is like super 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 appealing. It's funny
1: because we could just fix the goddamn infrastructure, but
0: <laughs> yeah. We also don't need self-driving cars We could just teach people to fucking give a shit about driving. Yeah, like they do in other countries like I annoys me to that when people talk about how The a self-driving car is so much better than the average driver. It's like Okay, it's better than the average driver. What about peak driver? What about a well trained driver? You know,
1: I really would I wouldn't even give him that. I don't think I think that's that's probably someone who hasn't read a whole lot. Except
0: I I, I don't first of all I don't even think that statement is true. Yeah, yeah. But I think if the statement were true, its merits are flawed to begin with. It's
1: not gonna matter because we're not gonna get those for a really, really, long, I, I don't think in our lifetime. Yeah, a fully, either. fully self-driving. I don't, I don't think, think so either. And the way you can tell is uh, at CES this year, which has become a de facto auto show. Uh, three years ago, everyone was saying level four is here by this year, level five is here by this year, and this year, what everybody started saying was we're focusing on level two plus. <laughs> when, it, when they pivoted to
0: level two plus, yeah. I, I had a real. I wasn't there. I just read it on Twitter, but I had a chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> That's and That's uh, called a remanaging of our expectations. There was
1: there was no explanation. There was no transition. It was just like we're so focused on level two plus. Book it. And level we were like, wait. wait we were like, wait, what is that? Like you you've no one's ever talked about this before, but they must have all talked about it together because they all started saying it simultaneously. You know, because
0: here's here's why, because I think a lot of them
1: use NVIDIA yeah.
0: and there is a there was a an NVIDIA Press release. I think that is
1: probably has a lot to do with it, but (laughs) they're, they're all starting to back off. I think they all realize that they, they overshot quite a bit (laughs) and they overspent most importantly. And they're, they're kind of going, okay, what's a good way to scale back and still move things forward. And it's perfect level two rather than because two to three is the big switch. And they're all realizing okay, three is gonna take a really, really long three time. Three is to basically where
0: your hands no longer have to be on the Yeah.
1: Board. The driver intervenes when necessary, but that's it. Yeah. Otherwise, like you're just riding. Yeah. And uh that's that's not gonna be possible for a very long time. So what we what's more feasible is we just continue to upgrade the systems that we do have in things like autopilot right. or uh super cruise, things like that. Systems that are very good and are very helpful, driver assistance systems, but Um, but not self-driving
0: what I what me and Alex Roy want to see happen is we want to see um, parallel autonomy basically it's basically we want to see a car that you drive yourself but that is virtually uncrashable Mm -hmm. that's what we want not I want to fucking take a nap in traffic I want to drive but like if the shit hits the fan and you really do know better than me what's gonna happen make me not crash yeah that's it otherwise leave me the fuck alone yeah because for every story you hear about one of these systems saving someone from crashing it all you hear another one where it almost steers into oncoming traffic or it almost runs into a jury bear i've personally experienced that and i know these things evolve fast but like
1: they can't read construction zones they don't know what to do
0: bro we're talking about a fucking liability nightmare yeah who, yeah. who, you, you, no company would insure these cars. Yeah, you know what I mean. And
1: there is some really interesting, uh, like driver evasion or collision evasion stuff going on. Where um, the reason I was in Germany last week was uh, ZF or ZF, as they call it, brought us out to show like um, all their new technology and stuff. And they have That's developed kind of interesting. all these. What does a
0: ZF press launch look like? It was great. Really? It was, it was do they blast, just bring yeah. like a million cars that have ZF
1: gearboxes in them, or what do you do? Uh, so we talked for like ten minutes about the gearbox. Really? For those who don't know,
0: ZF is a company from Germany that makes transmissions, that licenses transmission designs to other people, including Chrysler. And that does- So the big ones
1: are BMW, Land Rover, uh, Chrysler. Jaguar. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, JLR. Audi.
1: Yeah, Volkswagen, Audi,
0: Porsche use
1: them. Yeah, they also make a ton of other stuff. So a lot of the systems, they make sensors, cameras, LiDAR, and then all kinds of steering, braking, hmm. um, uh, automated driving systems, too. A lot of the Super Cruise stuff is oh. ZF.
0: Oh, neat. Um, I didn't know that. They cool.
1: also make, this is interesting, too, the rear steer system in basically every car that has it. Oh. Lamborghini, Ferrari, huh. Audi. Porsche. Uh, the Porsche, the Panamera. I just and drove the the, uh, the Huracan Evo has the rear steer. It's all the exact Very same system. Very neat. Which is, which is funny, because they'd never offer that up to you. but No.
0: Well, I'm not surprised. I yeah. mean, I, you know, anyone who's around cars long enough starts to learn that there's like six suppliers. Right. For, if it's not CF, it's Bosch, or it's Magneti Morelli, right. or you know what I mean? There's like, there's like six people. They make everything.
1: Yeah. So also How what, do you arrange these parts? Yeah. One of the other things they had as test was uh, a previous gen Type R because um, we were out there and not in the U.S. where we don't get it, but they put the rear steer system in that because they're uh, redeveloping it for, like, hot hatch sizes. Oh, in the, in the shorter, the weird-looking yeah.
0: type bar? Yeah. Oh, how was that?
1: It was a blast. It was awesome. How, that car, how that did that the cars rear was, steer affect but, it? It was... It, I was expecting it to like wildly swing you out yeah. and it's just super stable and smooth. Yeah. All, all it is they had a slalom course and all it is is you are suddenly able to carry a lot more speed. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Wow, I'm a great driver. I improved yeah, well, so much." And it's that's like, what no, they do they, in the they Porsches. just had it off and then they turned it on. Yeah, the
0: Porsche's and the Lamborghinis. I mean, it's just it it's they really hide it. It makes it it just makes that car much calmer when you're going fast and much more nimble when you're going slow and they fucking hide it really well. Yeah. But when I made a, you know, I flipped a little bitch on the, on the, the Angeles forest in the, in a hurricane of all things. And you go, Whoa, Hey, where did you come from? Turning radius. Hello.
1: Wow. Hello. Turning radius. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It was nice. I didn't, I didn't whip it around or anything, but it was very nice. um, I have to make U-turns for photos sometimes. That's true. So, yeah. So one of the other things they had us do was, um, a ride along in cars where the driver would have his hands off the wheel and they would have a like a like a blow up object in front of it, and we were going oh yeah fifty kilometers what's it like, like an inflatable
0: bowling pin kind like of thing a,
1: no it's shaped like a little kid actually <laughs> 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 and uh uh there were or no, we drove actually, and they would say don't brake uh just, just just drive at the channel. yeah just go and then, but you had to, you had to do an input, and then uh, when you did an input, the wheel would like Recognize, first of all, recognize the object, and then second of all, recognize that you were trying to turn, and then it would like, quickly do it for you. Yeah, it would kind of not take over, but it would give you a lot of extra boost. Um, and then other systems where did you
0: like try to run over the kid? (laughs) Can you, yeah, I want to know. We
1: we asked him, like, what will happen? He goes, If I was like, what will happen if I don't turn? He's like, You'll run the kid over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You you do have to make some kind of an effort,
1: okay? But uh, but there were other systems that uh, you know these things are getting really good like they'll yeah. recognize things and, and break really really well with plenty of space and uh can turn you out of the way and do all kinds of things but that's that's level two plus that's not that's not getting to a yeah, place the, where you yeah, can take a nap in your car systems. and get to work yeah. when you wake up for
0: sure dude we're so far away from yeah. that that shit is crazy yeah People, people are fucking insane. People think that. that kind it, of stuff. Dude,
1: you can tell because all of a sudden, Waymo hasn't started putting out as many announcements yeah. as they were saying. Uber has kind of backed off of that yeah. stuff, and you know, GM. I think it was GM I that was kind of jumping very, around for who they're partnering with. And, I saw
0: this very silly demonstration that was like the future of package delivery, uh-huh. and it was an automated van that had this little robot that got out of the back of it and like dunk 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 dun, carried your package up. Yeah, and like. In the demo, I was—I saw it in, in person. I saw it. In the demo, the, quote, automated van didn't move. It was parked. And the automated robot, package delivery robot, was literally being RC controlled from a dude with an RC controller. Yeah. From, like, six feet away. It's like, you have... Built the very easiest part
1: part of this yeah. thing.
0: A van that holds an RC robot. Like brah fucking vote.
1: You got a long way to go. Yeah, dude. Um, but the fleet delivery and services, like that, that may be a little bit closer. Could be.
0: Could be. Still needs a human to, to do it.
1: Though. Well, I think there's you yeah, you'll have to have a person riding along and like kind of monitoring. But if especially if there's a prearranged grid where the thing can go along and it goes the same route. Uh, and it recognizes uh, where it's supposed to go and what it's supposed to do. It doesn't have to make snap decisions. Um, but immediately there's a market for it, first of all, where like with uh, autonomous cars, we don't we don't know um, if people are going to rush out and pay however much money for that privilege. But for fleet services, they'll do it in a heartbeat because it'll yeah. save money um, in whatever business case they make. Like if you can show a UPS that you're going to save them uh, $1,000 a day per vehicle yeah, they'll, they'll give they'll you all the buy money a thousand now. right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know so what I, I think the, the business, for case, for like the business like, case for the delivery stuff is going to make that technology come a lot quicker than the consumer stuff.
0: I agree. Cause they'll fund it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, if they did like, you know, they have those like road trains in Australia. You ever see that
1: the road train? Yeah.
0: And they drive across the outback with like very powerful semis, uh, that pull like, like 10, like, or more, like, look at these, look at this shit. <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> so I was always, I was always thinking that, like, if you had something like this, that, but, you know, if it, if it, if this thing pulled half as many of these, you know, but it had, and if it was, a, if it was one driver controlling a, quote, train mm-hmm. of, you know, of, like, follower trucks,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know what I mean? Because it does need some kind of minder. That um, seems
1: impossible to control.
0: <laughs> I think they literally only. I think they assemble them specifically to drive across the outback
1: where there's so they're else, literally else just the going
0: road. yeah like straight. Um, and I think that one is particularly long. I think most of them are like four, five, six cars, and that one I'm pretty that sure one like was like twenty. But yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure we have regulations on it. But if not for that, I don't see any reason why you couldn't.
0: But like you could train it. these things up. Autonom you know, one, one guy leads, you know, a few of them.
1: Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of the idea that's behind platooning, thing. too. Have you, seen, have you seen that stuff? No, what's platooning? Platooning is when you take three or more full size semi trucks, um, and the first one has a driver, and the, the ones behind it do not, and they're tethered. That's what together. I meant.
0: Oh, I didn't know the term, but that's literally. No, exactly. but these are actually hitched. Oh, they're physically hitched. Like, no, psh, psh. the ones you're talking about. No, no, no. In the one in the ones I was talking about, yes, it's one truck pulling a bunch of trailers like a train. Yeah. yeah. In this one, as, as what I was trying to do was make a leap to what you're talking about right Got here. It. I just yeah. didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, this is one driven truck leading three drone trucks. Yeah. 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 Very much a thing. It's very That's much what a I'm thing. talking about.
1: Volvo's well, Volvo's Vol- so, Vol- Vol- pretty. So advanced Canada's on it. doing
0: it. It looks like. How old is How old is this yeah, I don't article? Know. 2019
1: yeah they're all there there's quite a bit of testing going on um there was some in the u.s i think i think uh you can do it in nevada and some other states but of course you can states yeah, with nothing to do, hit and lots of straight you can do whatever you want out there
0: Need. well that's good that see i could i could see that being a thing yeah that would that seems like it would work.
1: we'll see it, i think Daimler backed off of it mm. um so we'll see this, this the whole autonomous stuff is like you you go forward a little bit you go way back and then you go forward a little bit more
0: turns out it's hard <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so what else is what else is happening in the uh, in the uh, slow car fast world uh, outside of the chapters I read um, what are some of the other things we need to know
1: off-roading think, is great um, off-roading is rad first and foremost um, I think the way that car shows are changing and evolving to to um, meet more people and welcome more people uh, is one of the big uh, talking points right now, just in terms of like the frequency and location of them, or or no, the by doing get, specific things, the events themselves. I think, like, wow. Well, like Grid Life, I know you. Oh, Grid Life had a lot shit. of experience. Hell yeah, Grid Life rules. I think Grid Life, Radwood, um, just stuff like that, where it's it, there's more to do than the cars. Yeah,
0: well, Grid Life, I think, is a was a really good idea. I don't know if it came before Forza Horizon. It's yeah. like the what I use is the um, the Horizon Festival uh, as the example, um, but grid <laughs> they have, well it's called the Grid Life Alpine, Alpine. Horizon Festival. Um, grid Life is a motorsports and music festival. Um, I've been. Uh, a bunch of times. I've emceed it and done uh, a bunch of stuff with them and I've it's been great. So they have track, war, uh, activities, uh, HPDE, they have Time Attack, they have drifting, and then they have a, a music festival at night. And uh, because of that, you can see in the background of this scrolly video here, there's spectators, there's camping, there's partying, there's food and vendors and music and Let's be honest. People are getting fucked up.
1: Yeah. You um, can go just to party.
0: People, lots, most, most of the
1: people go just to
0: party. Yeah. Um, and so I think, yes, that, and I, I imagine they got to get
1: some people from that crowd who go, man, this race car. shit was mm-hmm. pretty
0: cool. We yeah. Should check
1: that out. And I would put lift in that group a little bit. It's not exactly the same, but just in the way that it's kind of changed what a car show looks like and feels like um, and who is showing up uh, I think it's been a really important shift in the last 10 years. You mean? Yeah. Younger people, but, but all kinds of people, different backgrounds, uh, men and women, um, just, just a more welcoming experience where you don't have to know every little detail and prove it to the guy that you're talking to. Like you can just go and enjoy things. And we just, we we just had Goodwood this weekend. I think that's was maybe one of the spearheads of all this. Like people looked at that and said, well, we can we can do something that's like big and involves a whole bunch of different cool things and and go from there
0: the um the the sort of fleetingness of like car shows it's like they always seem like they're like about to get shut down yeah. it's like don't ruin it and like it's like such a fine line between like the the instagramness of it all and you know the desire to like look at this amazing thing i saw but like don't fucking ruin it you yeah. know what i mean like i went to a really cool car show uh like last weekend and like i put up a couple of pictures from there and the couple people commented like yo there's like a no social media and i like instantly <laughs> I,
1: I felt guilty i was like i'm not gonna be the guy i deleted my fucking post you know but, but I mean? even if it does there's as we're, we're in southern california so it's maybe an anomaly but there's 30 other places you could go I to know. in the next weekend i know and those well, people will just find another place to go. I
0: felt bad. Be- I, I'm sensitive to it because Trankus. Did you ever go to the Trankus? I one? never went, but I so, followed it. So Trankus was like it was like four months of the best car show ever, yeah. and then it was gone. And so you don't want to be the guy who fucks that one up. Was that
1: head. was that the little beach one that you posted? Yeah, it was a little beach yeah, away. I've seen that one yeah. before. And that was, I'll tell that you was where sweet. it's at, but I'm no, not going to post yeah, any I more know.
0: pictures. Yeah. You know where it's yeah, at yeah. If, you, if you're if you from here and you yeah, you figured it out. But I'm sorry I didn't know there was a rule, and I will follow it in the future. But it's
1: like at least people are enjoying it and doing it and, and getting out there Yeah, and, and I think and encouraging what's, others to come out and join them.
0: Yes, and I think that modern cars being as digitized as they are, uh, I think the... The hyper analogness of some of the special stuff, whether it's the safari cars or the singers or Ferrari F40s and Lamborghini Countaches. Really even like defenders or something, defenders or uh, the original Supras. You know, it's, you know the 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 i want a drivable car that still feels really analog but isn't as annoying as something from the 60s you know i think that's that's where a lot of the 80s and 90s stuff really has appeal you can daily drive a car from the 90s it's like not that much of a personal sacrifice you know so i think um that as the cars get you know digital even more from now a lot of people um will will focus on the most modern analog cars you know the end of that run mm-hmm. um as as things that they can hold on to um and use
1: i so think that's important it, it'll be interesting to see as as they do get more digitized what things are still special, even though they are more more digitized. Like what makes a car special then Mm. if they all have, you know, a similar powertrain and similar performance and you know, how much, how much specialness is left? Well,
0: if you look at Porsche as an example, um, you know, the air cooled car started getting really special when they started building SUVs and stuff and they no longer became a pure sports car company. To me, the, announcing of the Lamborghini Urus for me was like, I better get a fucking old Lambo Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) Like now is the time to get a quote real one. Mm -hmm. You know, if Ferrari, I just did, what was the name of that crossover? They just fucking announced. I think it's called Persang. actually.
1: I haven't seen that. Sangua
0: Pura Ferrari crossover. It was just announced. Sangua Puro Sangue, which is, which is (laughs) just terrible. Um and it I God if it looks like this that couldn't be more okay good. so that's an
1: illustration it's not, it's a, not from Ferrari but.
0: yeah I don't want to single out whoever made this illustration but a it's not real and b so, it looks
1: horrible how did they get around the thing where they said we'll never build an SUV
0: they. you can always say something like that and change your mind later (laughs) it's why whenever someone says let's fucking change the cafe regulations you know what i mean like oh my god it's whatever but ever by 2050 it's like homie, in 18 months they'll be changed again everybody will forget
1: yeah i wonder if the the crossover thing is just like the standard moving forward a lot of analysts say that it is but there's also evidence that like you know This stuff changes all the time, and some unforeseen circumstance 10 years from now could could absolutely send it back. Or maybe this is just how it is. Well, for me,
0: the crossover thing stems from what I said before about the roads getting shittier yeah. and, and even a crossover handles better than a, most sedans from the nineties. Yeah. Right? You're
1: not giving up as much. You're
0: not giving up as much. The engines are are more efficient. So your fuel economy is acceptable now for a lot of them. But also if, if a lot of, I don't know about you, but a lot of the cars that I drive, the, the door lines, the shoulder lines are getting higher. Yeah. The windows are getting more and more cramped.
1: They're getting bigger anyway.
0: Exactly. And so, and if you drive a car from the nineties, It has a similar greenhouse inside to a crossover because the crossovers start higher. So they just make the glass bigger. So I think maybe part of it is, you know, the getting in and out of it as well, but, but also the visibility. You know, I, I i've used the i have used uh the term the the phrase that certain cars feel like driving hoodies so many times that it's like cliche at this point.
1: I, I haven't heard you say that. That's a good. I one. say
0: it. I say it in a, in a lot. I love. I've called it a lot of cars hoodies Yeah, the hoodie,
1: show you know I mean? last weekend. Somebody just brought like an '84 Civic out. Yeah. it was like nice looking. And the, I was, the pillars so I was like, were like this. Oh my god, dude! The, <laughs> you
0: could take a chisel and go tink and just like pop. This I
1: swear <laughs> the interior looked like a minivan. The window. <laughs> were enormous they're so huge the uh called dlo the daylight opening was massive
0: the, the, you're talking about the square one right the yeah, square yeah, hatchback yeah, yeah. Yeah, huge windows
1: it's unbelievable and i was like have i just not seen one of these in a while or am, yeah. i'm just so used to modern cars where windows are so squinty and the pillars are so thick yeah and this was just like every it was like rail thin all the way around, it was incredible.
0: Yeah, I bought a, I just bought a '91 Mitsubishi Delica, and the, the I'm <laughs> from
1: Sean, right? Yeah, the paperwork's finally gone yeah, through. They live, it. they live uh, right by us.
0: It's, uh, it's, it's hard to. To deal with these fucking the 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 importing stuff sometimes, uh-huh. but but yeah, you know it's it's got this r- ridiculous visibility, three hundred and sixty degrees. Like you just can't get that from, and even from a minivan anymore. Yeah, maybe from like a transit or something. But but it's it's tough. No, even I like no, that. I love I, the. Visibility. I road trip
1: to transit and it was it was great. But yeah, yeah but it's not like it's not like that huge greenhouse. Yeah. Um, Who's
0: doing? Who do you think is doing? Uh, Slow car, fast. Really, right,
1: right now. Um, the dropped alpha guys are (laughs) pretty. No,
0: I I mean, I mean, for like, is any manufacturer getting it right? I mean, Ford killed the Fiesta ST in America, although I hear the European one's pretty good. Still, but
1: so I think the probably the best examples are are the Focus RS, the Veloster N, and the Veloster N Type R.
0: The Veloster N. Is a really good value. That's what I've heard. It's a really fun car, and it's actually—it's like six
1: grand less than a Type R. It's a lot cheaper,
0: yeah. and the Type the Type R has better seats, and it's probably a little faster. I think, but the Veloster N was very nice mm-hmm. and doesn't have any of the Type the Type R snobbery associated with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really really good. Yeah. It so it's was was
1: really funny, good. is in, in Europe things like that are everywhere. Um, but I think we really only have like those three. Um, but it also depends on, on kind of your definition of slow car, fast. I think if you, if manufacturers take a slow model and make a fast version of it, that's, that's one. And, uh, if you buy your own slow car, trick it out and go drive the crap out of it, like that counts too. And I think there's a lot of uh, fun examples of that going on too.
0: Oh, dude! I've had some of the the most fun I've ever had in videos. In you know that Honda N six hundred with a motorcycle engine. In yeah. It. You know, I drove a dude's Yaris once that had a Corolla motor swap. He's like, I went from a one point six to a one point eight
1: Yaris. In other global markets, there are insane versions of that car. Like the GRMN, whatever Toyota's Gazoo yeah yeah, yeah, division yeah the is. Gazoo Racing. There one? are some insane. Wait, wait. I wonder if I there have... Is.
0: Oh, here it was. This is the one. I, this, this is the one I drove. Hang on. I'll get the picture of it. Yeah, this is it. And uh, this guy... This thing mobbed. <laughs> it was really fucking fast. It was super, super Did fun to drive. Did they swap it, or was it? Yeah, it had like a bigger, a bigger Toyota engine, okay. a six-speed, and a limited slip diff, and it weighed like 2,200 pounds.
1: Yeah, that's all you need.
0: Like this shit right here, like that joint is these are these are great these are great fun this one i drove uh this is a this was a uh a mazda 2 that had shocks and good tires on it and it was hilarious to drive the mazda
1: 2 was great mazda 2 was great. That was an awesome car
0: um i think they're doing they're doing it nicely e30s e30s are really where it's at they're expensive now though huh uh
1: Should yeah for sure uh i just saw a Brendan McAller wrote a really cool article on the E30, uh, like huge meetup in on the East Coast every year, uh-huh. and uh, it was it was cool. He mentioned that like more than half of the uh, owners were young people. It was not like old um, or older. There's a good who,
0: blend of E30
1: drivers. Yeah,
0: I'm tempted to build one.
1: I don't want to build any. <laughs> you're doing builds. I thought I am I'm
0: tempted <laughs> to pay someone else to build one. I want to. I want like an M3 power. It's E30. like it's like
1: the it's like the prototype. Uh, chassis and feel yeah. and and everything.
0: They're so like I drove a shitty one for a TV show and it was awesome. Like it was really nice and That's it was awesome. a fucking shit pile one. It was yeah, great. I've raced them. I raced one in the uh, VIR twenty four hours VIR and it was fun as shit to race too. And it was I really enjoyed it. That's like, awesome. Great, great, easy dynamics and took an absolute beating. Yeah, we treated that car. Speaking of which. The car I drove in the TV show and the car I raced the 24 are the same fucking car. I went off-roading with it in the TV show and then raced in a 24-hour race six months later and it was the same
1: car. So that thing's funny because that was its reputation for a long time. Like it was, a, it was there were track rats that you could pick up cheap and then beat the hell out of them yeah. and they'd be fine. You could do whatever you wanted to them and then kind of the switch flipped and now people uh, will pay a lot of money for pristine ones and garage them or whatever, but um, it's just funny how that how that thing comes full circle but
0: I was trying to find a picture of the uh, of the the race car from the fucking show because it got so fucked during the race. it was a great picture of it completely fucked up at the end but I can't find that's it now funny. unfortunately
1: um one of the chapters makes the case that the e30 m3 is like the patron saint of slow car fast like that's that's, I completely agree. Yeah, um, and it was really fun. I dug. You up could all say up.
0: maybe the Golf GTI, if you wanted to oh, go yeah. further back than that. Yeah, or maybe the Mini Cooper, uh, if yeah. you really wanted to go back to the '60s. But the but the in terms of like racing, you know, totally.
1: Yeah, and and and, and for how far it's come and where it is now. Yeah, I think too. But I dug up some old facts about um, how it came together, and uh, you know, uh, the original Quattro kind of spurred it on, and uh, Mercedes came out with the 190e. The, um, but it was funny. I talked to I talked to the the Belgian race car driver who won its first DTM season, and I asked him, uh "Have you driven one lately?" And he goes, "Oh, I used to drive. I drove them every day for a year, and I raced the hell out of them." He goes, "And if I could drive one now, it would be a dream. But they're way out of my league." <laughs>
0: really? Oh no, that's so sad. Yeah, that's what Valentino says about the Countach's too. Yeah, he said they were they used to be work, and now it's a great day if I get to drive <laughs> yeah. one um i i like the e30 m3 a lot but i don't like it i've driven a couple times and i had driven one on a very tight racetrack and i drove one on a on angeles crest on the tight racetrack i was like this thing sucks balls there's no torque it doesn't pull out of a corner for nothing and on angeles crest which is all third and fourth gear i was like oh i get it that's what slow car fast means there to me it's Mm -hmm. like this shit ain't fun unless you're going real fast Mm folks rs same thing. Yeah. Focus RS is terrible when you're going slow and um, incredible when you're right on the edge of death.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, for, like, if, if you are a fan of racing now, um, the cars look really, really under control, like yeah. sports car or open wheel or whatever. But if you go back and watch the old DTMs or even F1 of that era, they're twitchy. They're sliding around. They're all over the place. That's fine. Um, I mean, I got to get
0: 1980s. The 1980s DTM, because you're getting a picture of like a car that's like four feet in the air.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they would just Ugh, jump over I mean, the curbs.
0: I'm just finding, you just find, when you're, if you just Google 1980s DTM, you just find, I mean, every picture is the best picture ever. So
1: just in photos, you can see like the the fury that's like being <laughs> contained, the, like the body. Yeah. of that car is trying to contain like all the ability under Here's there. Here's your E30-03 go diving into the carousel. Yeah, and you can see it. You can see it twisting.
0: And <laughs> I mean, the best is just video, you know, two wheels in the air, you know? God, the 190E looks fucking killer as yeah, a race so car, good. doesn't it? That's so good. Nothing wrong with that. That
1: looks good. I think that's been uh, a huge part of like this Group E resurgence, too, um, and and the... The slow car fast movement is like as it's been become easier to share photos like this which were just in car magazines for the longest time like yeah. it's it's become so easy to find stuff like this go on youtube and you can watch 10 minute compilations of just dtm cars jumping curbs yeah um like the availability and the accessibility that the internet has provided has has led to more appreciation of this kind of stuff too it's not just that we grew up with it and now we're older and we have money. It's also like, yeah, sites like
0: Jalopnik and others have led car enthusiasts to appreciate cars for either ironic reasons or for, you know, quirky reasons or, or whatever. I mean, a car that was, you know, the car has the circle, right? It's got a circle of, okay, it's, it's new, cool. Then it becomes second-hand enthusiast depreciated cool mm-hmm. and then it's kind of becomes not cool then it circles into ironic cool mm-hmm. before becoming actually cool again 30 years later mm-hmm. so i think a lot of cars you the key is you you grab them at the beginning of ironic cool start the wave of ironic cool and then you're a, you're a leader at the edge yeah, of when exactly. they come back to real exactly. cool that's what I did with Fox bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um man, what else? What else we got? Give us if you got any questions for us on this live program, get them in now cuz we're going to close that down in a minute. When and where is the book available? How about that?
1: Uh you Let's can pre-order the book. you can pre-order the book now CarraraBooks.com is the website. Is there, is there a you, you got
0: Oh, there it is. Here's the, your Instagram.
1: Yeah. Oh uh, yes, yeah, so there's There the link. it is. There's the pre-order. Found it. Pre-order link:
0: CarraraBooks dot com.
1: So we're going to launch as ebook only. Um, we'll see how much demand there is, and uh, I'll print up some if there if people want that. But uh, the ebook will be out August nineteenth. Lo- I'm chuckling because
0: I. The chapters you sent me, I literally printed them, and I have I paper clipped them together, and I read four forty pages printed hey, together. Hey, whatever works. If people I gotta would read. Rather, if I gotta people, read paper. If people would rather have it that way, let me know, and we'll do it that way. Probably. I mean, look, even if you sold it as a printable ebook, I'll mm-hmm. fucking get that shit. <laughs> I know about it. I liked what I read. It was it was cool, man. I Thanks, feel buddy. your argument. I am on board with it. I mean, even I, you know, I got a safari car, and I got a I got an old uh slow by modern standards but hyper analog uh Italian car to to go with it. Yeah. So I feel you. And then you've also got I also have to to dive into the ring for my scooter. My Yamaha 125 scooter that mm-hmm. I rode here and that I ride everywhere. It's the fucking shit. <laughs> and you co- you know what I mean? It goes exactly the right speed for LA to like smoke through traffic. Mm-hmm. It's it's this I, I'm so Die hard scooters, but I may upgrade my scooter to a slightly faster slow scooter. I'm getting the Vespa GTS 300 as a demo. It
1: goes 100
0: miles an hour. Jesus. (laughs) Why? Like, like, why? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I think I'll tell you why. I think I can guess why. I think it's meant. For fat guys like me, instead of for little Italian guys like the <laughs> regular Vespas are meant for, because if I get on a regular Vespa with my girl on the back, mm-hmm. we like it's like my girl's petite, like we max out the rear shocks because I'm fucking fat. But the the three hundred is a physically a slightly bigger frame. It's meant to hold more. weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, scooters, bro. I recommend them. I know it. Uh, what do we got in super chat? Oh, just a, just the a one. Oh, two. There we go. Justin Hobbs wants to know what makes a car a safari if I raise my Subaru STI up and put dirt tires on it It's a rally car. So what makes it a safari you want to have a go at that?
1: Yeah, I think the the STI is kind of meant for that I think safari is something that's not necessarily meant for that kind of stuff and then you take the measures to like uh, Equip it for it, but STI like their their origins are in dirt Um, It's a little bit different I
0: think yeah I think that the, the the Subaru's association with competition rally is so strong that yeah the terms are a little conflated to me the difference really between Safari and and rally is Safari is recreation and rally is racing that's,
1: yeah that's, that's really
0: funny. what I how I see it and I think the the word Safari I don't think we need to like hang on it specifically like I think you could make an STI into a safari car, and I think you could turn a 911 into a rally car. Mm-hmm. I th- I think you don't make those associations inherently, but I think you could have either from either.
1: But the original idea came from those early uh like Safari 959s that were rally cars.
0: I think even before that cuz my car is modeled after the 911 SCRS um which which is from before the uh the 959. And uh, the SCRS, like here's the Rothmans, which is I think some one of the best known ones. Is this is when Porsche went rallying, and I can't remember the exact class, but but pre nine five nine. So this one's got a little more tarmac set up. So
1: when it started, there was no difference. It was safari cars were racing. Yeah, pretty much. I guess. Yeah, yeah, if the safari cars were yeah, the famous ones from Dakar, like those were. Yeah, those were race cars
0: for fully, fully race cars. But uh, I think to me. Um it it's uh it's fun versus racing is the difference. Oh here, in case you didn't think that oh wait what happened to that image? Where'd it go? Did I just get I just get like no thank you'd? Oh there we go. In case you don't think those things can hit the dirt so here, sweet. a guy fucking mobbing one. That guy is it's like, like oh, what corner fuck. I like that very much. But uh yeah, that's, a
1: straight line around that corner.
0: That's where I see the line. It's fun versus competition. But thank you, Justin. And Josh says do you think a second-gen Honda Fit is a good slow car fast?
1: Fits are great, man, because you can get them with a stick, and uh, it doesn't take too much effort to make them a lot faster real fast.
0: Um, I agree with you on those counts, and I have to f- plug... Is this really their website? This can't be their fucking website. <laughs> I want to plug them. Oh, here it is. Okay, here's, here's Jack's article that I'll pull up. Um, these guys, TCS, who I've raced against, if you're into fits... Uh, not in California, but anywhere else, these guys take the uh, Acura TSX powertrain and plop it into a fit. And for not a lot of money, and I I mean a pretty reasonable amount of money, you can have a car that is so fast (laughs) and so fun, and these guys really know how to set these things up. They fucking mob Uh, this this car is basically a totally stock engine in a totally stock car, except for like shocks and a cage and good tires. And they finished seventh overall for the season in AER. And they build street cars. And they ha- they've tried to. This- these guys have tried so many times to sell me a street car. They're like, dude. I'll give you. We'll give you like a a brand new looking fit with a K swap in it for like and a limited slip diff for like fifteen Gs. Like cheap. <laughs> like and so like yes, fits are awesome. I really recommend. Fits are great. Them. Um. Lastly, Full Metal Captain says I bought a Focus RS as my first That's car. A nice first car. Wow. Uh, is there anything I should do to take it autocrossing? Not in my room. Yeah, I mean. Short answer. No. <laughs> I mean, the short answer is autocross is a pretty low stress um, thing. You should take a tire pressure gauge and make sure that your tire pressures are set to uh, where you'd like them. Um, you should ask some of the people who look really good and drive cars that look kind of like yours where they like to set their tire pressures. Um, you should also maybe bring a little portable compressor. If you have to drop your pressures down, if you want to fill them back up, that may help.
1: Um I would say just go for it and see what you don't like.
0: Yeah, uh, you definitely want to
1: drive it first and make changes after. That's That's a lot of car. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a lot of car for an autocross course. (laughs) It is a lot of car. That's more like that's for bigger racetracks, and you might you might overwhelm the autocross course real fast.
0: It is, but I know people who have autocrossed them, and I'm sure it'll be a blast. It's probably fun. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think um I think you should just go out there and make sure your tires are in good shape make sure that the car is as it should be, it's safe and whatever, nothing's like fucked with it, and then autocross it. And you go, man, I really wish it did this differently, and chances are there's an adjustment you could make to have it do that. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Oh, we have another one at the very end. Steve X Jet says, would a Land Cruiser properly finish out my garage? I have a Mark Seven Volkswagen GTI and a 997 Carrera S.
1: Fuck yeah, it would hell. Yeah, it depends on i well. It doesn't depend. I would just be curious which one which series you'd be looking for if you're still there Go into the free comments and uh,
0: tell us which one you, um, you would put which generation of Land Cruiser because that's a big word there's a Land lot of Cruiser. really cool
1: stuff if you go if you go back for like the the into the 80 series like Grand Wagoneers would be sweet too. Like there's a lot of cool stuff. you could <laughs> sorry. Grand Wagoneers <laughs> are such shit piles I know they look cool. but They're junk man. They're terrible. Two hundred. Um, okay, so let's see.
0: Uh, La- I mean, look, I am a big Land Cruiser fan. I also think, I as much as I am not a fan of them, I think a Defender probably. What's a What's an L two hundred Land Cruiser? He says, "Is that a Is that what generation?" I, I believe it? it's the most recent. Oh, it is. The new one. is Oh, that's the new one. Yeah. Oh, the new one is great. I have a video where I off-roaded the LX five seventy, which is the ugly. Uglified- I was gonna say,
1: if you really want to turn heads. Get a get a an LX and do whatever you were gonna do the Land Cruiser because the parts are all exactly the yeah. same.
0: The LX is kind of cool. And also, kind of ugly, the new one with the weird grill. Yeah. One grill back was better.
1: Yeah, so just pull off the grill and put a steel bumper on the front. True. And go there out. There you go. go I nuts. went
0: to uh, Zion National Park with the new LX press car with my girl. We went hiking. Sweet. And nobody gave a shit about this thing, but it was a beautiful car. And yeah. I mean, it really drove great. It was so comfortable. It was a perfect vacation vehicle. Yeah. Went off roading in, and it's super fun a bus full of Japanese tourists unloaded at the bottom of Zion Canyon. And these middle-aged Japanese dudes lost their mind <laughs> seeing this fat, bald American driving this brand new oh this is a Lexus a Land Cruiser and, and, and like fucking looking over every inch of it. I brought up the window sticker to show them. Oh, ninety-two thousand! And they were really looking so, over everything. They were so excited to see it. They were so funny. proud of it as Japanese. I don't think they worked for Toyota. As Japanese people, they were so proud. And that to one, especially
1: because it. it's built in Japan. Yeah, and uh, a lot of the others aren't.
0: Yeah, um, that's a f- and Land Cruisers. I learned. I don't know if you le- did. You ever go in a Land Cruiser press launch? No, well, I went on the last one. The Land Cruiser is built. Uh, most vehicles, even Toyotas, are built with a 10 year service life in mind. Land Cruisers are built with a 25 year service life in mind. So everything is more durable.
1: Um, So that one was 92?
0: Yeah. It was so fully it was loaded. Probably no yeah.
1: options, no nothing.
0: No, no, no. It was. the. Base, but, I mean,
1: you get everything, right? In the base. Because the Land <laughs> yeah. Cruiser, I think the base is 82. No the options. The Lexus was but not it, much but more. Everything's included. There's no, yeah. you don't have to add. For heated cooled seats, you don't Correct. have to add blah, blah blah blah. Like it's all right there. Yeah. You don't add anything. No, so it's was like, like e- oh, that's a lot for a big Toyota SUV. Well, yeah, but it's like every single one is, totally. is the best model. <laughs> totally. So LX is. I don't think I would imagine similar.
0: It is very similar. I think it was eighty six base ninety two is tested, and it had the crazy stereo, yeah. the 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 Mark Levinson or whatever crazy stereo. So that's
1: five grand. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and it had it had the biggest rims that you could get and it had something else. Um, but it was, yeah, it was not a lot of options. No, yeah. you're right. Um, yeah, buy the book. Where Did I lose it? Oh, fuck. I, oh, there it is. <laughs> buy the book, slow car fast, at pre-order. If you go to Ryan's uh, Instagram, which is...
1: Here, zoomy five seven
0: five m on Instagram. Uh, you can uh,
1: you can find the link right there and come out yeah. to the reading. It's going to be super oh, yeah. fun. When is that? Sunday, July twenty eighth. July twenty eighth, three it's to a, six. It's at Liberation Brewing in uh, North Long Beach. It's going to be super fun. It's a great spot and, um, and is really there good parking
0: drinks. up front? Is it going to be?
1: You want car? Do you want cars? Uh, we are going to have a couple of small, a uh, couple couple of small cars. Okay. Well, if you want, I put show. it on my
0: calendar. So if you want the safari card, there, the safari, I'll bring it, dude. That would be awesome. Happy to do it. Uh, thank you for joining us, live audience. And if you're not with us live, thank you for joining us. Fucking not live. That's cool. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, Ryan Zumallen. That is our show for you tonight, folks. The Smoking Tire Podcast is powered by Shout Engine. Get your own damn podcast at shoutengine.com. It's easy. All you need is a microphone, a connection to the internet, and ideally something to say. See you next time.